ago, but it was just two or three weeks ago. We were here for a resurrection day, and we just honor God and thank God as we're on this journey to Pentecost. We're continuing our discussion on the kingdom of God and dealing with priorities, and we're also dealing with identity and want to give ourselves fully to God so that he can do what he wants to do through us, in us. Last week, we talked about deliverance from distractions today. Uh, we're going to continue to some degree on that same topic with a different title, talking about focus. Everybody say focus. And I'm specifically going to talk about the power of a kingdom-focused life. I, I put in that word kingdom because you can have a focused life, but that life not focused on God. Y'all not saying nothing. And so we're talking about the power of a kingdom-focused life. There's a lot of stuff that's got folks' attention and God not in it. But as a believer, God has given us to have a change in the way of our thinking and to have a kingdom focus. Everybody say kingdom. What is kingdom? Kingdom is the expansion and the realm of God's authority. And we're talking about the spirit. Amen. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him how? In spirit and in truth. And so the kingdom of God is spiritual, and that's why he come. He saved our soul, amen, and he saves our life, and he redeems us from the curse that the flesh placed upon us because it disobeyed God. And so when we come into relationship with God, we should become a student of the word, and so that's why I want to see you here on Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to come back in the building once a month on Wednesdays, starting this week, uh, and on the third Wednesday, and I had the wrong time there. It's at 7 o'clock. We're going to start on time, and we'll be done by 8 o'clock. Before it gets dark, you can get home, all right? And so we're going to be here in the building on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock once a month. And at that same time, our youth will be here, our children's ministry, and our uh, teenagers, young adults. We've rebranded and stood up a ministry for them because we've got some that are growing up and so we calling them the b3 youth group and that stands for believe belong become and so they've got their own group going and uh we want you all to bring them and and youth beget youth just like you beget people they beget people too and so it's a great opportunity for them to invite their friends and loved ones uh, to come and to share in that ministry and we've got a lot of great things that God has for us to do. And, but we can't do it if we don't have a focused life. God wants you to have a focused life. Come on, say that. The Lord wants me to have a focused life. What does that mean? God wants you to have a clear understanding of who you are and what he's called you to do. Uh, what does a life look like that's not focused? It's haphazard. It's not clear. Uh, it's not focused. It doesn't know where it's going. And that's not how God wants us to live. God wants us to know who we are and what he's called us to do. And he wants to flow through our life. Amen. He wants you to have a kingdom-focused life. Matthew 17, verse 14, I'll read the scripture. And I have up the message here on our screen today. It says, at the bottom of the mountain, they were met by a crowd of waiting people. 
And as they approached, this is the Jesus and his disciples, a man came out of the crowd and fell to his knees begging, Master, have mercy on my son. He goes out of his mind. Listen, this, this, this young man did not have a focused life because the enemy was in control and was wreaking havoc upon him. It says he goes out of his mind, suffers terribly, falls into seizures frequently, is pitched into the fire, other times into the river. Now you say, now this is an extreme picture of someone that does not have a kingdom-focused life. But what's going on? This child, this son, is under the control of a demonic system uh, which is bringing forth torment. Listen, it's bringing forth a suffering that's not of God. All right? It's causing him to have some physical difficulties. Y'all listening to me? It says frequently. It's not something that just happened every once in a while, but there is a pattern. This person is pitched into the fire other times into the river. Why? Because this spirit was trying to kill this person. Y'all not saying nothing? The devil's trying to kill your walk with God. Listen, he wants to stop you where you are because when you know who Jesus is and then when you, when you start to follow him and when you get free, come on, somebody say get free. When you get free, listen, you become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Somebody need to get free this morning. Come on, help me somebody. Somebody need to get free this morning. When we get free, come on, we become a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Listen, who the Son has set free is free indeed. That means when you get free, that means you can commit yourself to the thing of God and all of a sudden doors begin to open for you. Listen, all of a sudden a power can flow through your life, but the devil wants to stop that. And listen, this man had a problem and he brought his son to the disciples. It says, I brought him to your disciples but they could not do anything for him. My God. Listen, this man has already been to the followers of Jesus, those who have been sitting under his teaching, those who have been listening to his instruction, those that have been following his ministry, those who have saw him work the miraculous. This man has this perception that this same power that's flowing through Jesus' life is going to flow through their life. But he is met by an obstacle of unbelief. Listen, and Jesus says, what a generation. Listen, Jesus describes his followers. Jesus was not talking to the unbeliever. Jesus was talking to the believer. Jesus was describing his disciple. He says, what a generation. No sense of God. My Lord. This is a picture of where many are right now, spiritually. No sense of God, all right? No focus to their life. What is he talking about? We're talking about the kingdom, all right? And then how many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. Jesus describes this generation no sense of God and no focus for their life. 
Don't ever lose your sense of God. What are you talking about? Don't ever lose your sense of God. What is a sense? I'm not just talking about the way of cognitive processing, but I'm talking about an awareness that God is present and that God is who he says he is. You need to keep a sense of God. Why? Because you're around a bunch of folk that don't believe in God. And so we are around systems of unbelief and doubt and fear and worry and torment. And if we're not careful, we will lose our sense of God because what we see in the natural is not what we're supposed to be seeing in the supernatural. If we lose our sense of God, we'll just feel like that this is just a book of stories where pages that have some good things that happened back in the past, but they don't happen now. Listen, don't lose your sense of God. Somebody say, stay focused. Say, Lord, help me not to lose my sense of you. Help me not to lose my awareness of you. You know, it's easy to get caught up. You're not saying nothing today. It's easy to get caught up and stuck and to morph into what's going on in the natural. It's easy to get stuck in what other people want you to do or what's going on in uh, the contemporary. But listen, God wants us to maintain a divine sense of him wherever we go. Listen, not just when you come to church. You say, I've got a sense of God because I came to church this morning. But when you're not here, don't lose your sense of God. My God, don't lose your sense and awareness that he is present. Listen, this will change your life because when you have a sense of God, there's some things you won't do. There's some things you won't say. If God, if you understand that God is looking at you, if you understand that God is following you, if you kept a sense of God in all things, in all situations, it would change your life and it would change your response to what's going on. Don't lose your sense of God. And then don't lose your focus. What happens when you're not focused? When you're not focused, you are misdirected. When you're not focused, you lose dominion. How is that? Because you are spread thin in too many ways. And so you can't have a focused life because you're too busy, you're too preoccupied, you're too far gone. You are, you are involved in too much and you diminish the power that God wants to flow through your life. Don't lose your sense of God. And live a focused life. Listen, what happens when we're not focused? Uh, we all didn't go to college, but some of us went to college. And I want to use this as an example. You have to choose something that you're going to focus on, okay? They've got how many hundreds of majors probably now in different concentrations. But you have to pick something that you're going to focus on and then study that and then work on that. So many of us in the spirit, uh, we sometimes come to Christ, but then we have a watered down Christianity 
because we never perfect anything. Listen, we, we just go from thing to thing, all right? Y'all not saying that. I'm not talking about nobody this morning. We go from subject to subject. We go from church to church. Help me, all right? We go from revival to revival, camp meeting to camp meeting. But we're not focused in any area. And so we are experiencing and having a good time like they were. They were following Jesus, but that's, that deposit was not there at this time when someone had need of the deposit they should have had, the power they should have had, that was not there because they were chasing the popularity of him. Y'all not saying nothing today. They were chasing the, the good feeling that they got by being around him. They were chasing uh, the, 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 the outward. You know what happens is somebody's doing something good and something's happening, then folk just start coming. And sometimes folk is coming, they don't even know why they're there. They just say it's just a bunch of folk. And so I, I show up and there's a crowd. But listen, sometimes God needs you to get somewhere and be quiet uh, he needs you to go somewhere where it's not populated so that he can really work something out in you and through you. Come on, help me this morning. We need to live a focused life. If you want to know something, if you want to grow in God, you've got to find how to get in a place where it doesn't matter if there's a crowd or not. I'm going to get mine. Listen, what am I going to get? I'm going to get what I need from the Lord. Listen, I'm going to get what I need from the Lord. I don't care if there's nothing but two people at the prayer meeting or two people at the Bible study. If there's two people that showed up, listen, I'm going to be there because I want to get what I need from God. Listen, we've got to live a focused life. And that means we have to have a prayer life. Listen, you can, you can follow Jesus from a distance, but at some point, you've got to start doing what he's doing. Help me, somebody. It's not just enough to say that you're a Christian and that you follow him. But at some point, you need to join hands with him and partner with him in the same thing he did and the same power that he has, you can have. Why? Where did you get that from? You keep reading this scripture here. He says he... He then dealt with the spirit. And Jesus ordered the afflicting demon out, and it was gone. And from that moment on, the boy was well. But when the disciples had Jesus off to themselves, listen, the crowd is not there anymore. They're embarrassed because they couldn't do what he did. And they asked, why couldn't we throw it out? And he says, because you're not taking God seriously. I've got a question for you this morning. Are you taking God seriously? Are you taking him seriously? Do you have a sense of God? Do you have a focused life? Jesus says, this is the simple truth, that if you had mere a kernel of faith, a poppy seed, a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it would move, and then there's nothing you would not be able to tackle. All right? Jesus was saying that faith is what was needed in this situation and that they were in a place of unbelief. We can get further clarity if we look at this same incident. It's recorded in Mark 9, 14 through 29. It's also recorded in Luke 9, 
37 through 43. Somebody say amen. I'm going to scroll over there real quickly to see what Mark said about this. Mark 9, and I'll read verse 29. Well, verse start 28. It says, Afterward, when Jesus was alone in his house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast that spirit out? Jesus replied, This kind can come, come out only by prayer. Another translation says, By prayer and fasting. Listen, he's saying, I'm going to say it in plain English, You're not living a focused life. Listen, God wants us to have a focused life. And how do we get focus? You've got to get in a quiet place with God. You've got to have a prayer time. This is simple. I'm not going to tell you some grand theology today. You have to have a prayer life. What is it? A prayer life is a focus life. Because in prayer, you've got to get quiet. You've got to remove distractions. And you've got to get in a place where you can develop a greater sense of God. That means you have to shut out the noise of what's going on in the natural so that you can touch the supernatural. And Jesus says, you've been following me and you've been seeing what I'm doing, but you haven't been spending time on your own. So that when the crowd shows up, you can deal with the needs and the demands that's being placed. And what people are looking for is transformation. But it comes by what you do when the lights are off and when the curtain is closed. Y'all listening to me? There's power when you have a kingdom-focused life. When you have a kingdom-focused life, you have faith, but that faith has to grow. And in the only way that faith grows is that you have to work on it. You have to put time into it. All right? The only way that your faith can grow, the scripture says that he's given us the measure of faith. You have the same faith that Jesus had. Say that. I have the same faith that Jesus had. That's powerful. We have the same faith that Jesus has, but we have to grow it. Somebody say you got to grow it. How do you grow it? You've got to have a focused life. You've got to spend time with him. You've got to pray. And then you've got to faith. Prayer helps focus your mind and your life. Y'all hear me this morning? Do you know why you're here? I'm talking about living a kingdom-focused life. You ever ask yourself the question, why am I here? What does God want me to do? And then you work on it. Somebody say work on it. You've got to have a focused life. Stay focused on God. How do we focus on God? The kingdom of God works by faith. How? Faith causes the miraculous to come alive. Do you hear me? Unbelief will halt the miraculous power of God being able to flow from your life. Y'all hear me today? Take God seriously. Develop a greater sense of God and get some focus to your life. 
What happens when we lose our focus? Our faith doesn't work. When we are not focused on Jesus, our faith does not work properly. When we do not apply what we receive from him. Thank you. You will receive more power of God manifest through your life if you're focused. Come on. You will see more of the power of God manifest through your life when you are focused. I'm going to say that again. You will see more of the miraculous power of God flow from your life when you are focused. Don't you know the devil is afraid of you? Y'all don't believe that, do you? You are dangerous. Tell somebody that you are dangerous when you have a kingdom-focused life. Listen, this demon was no match for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. This place of torment was no match for Jesus. Come on, I'm here to talk to somebody this morning. You're going through something. You're dealing with something. And what you don't realize is what's behind it. There's a spirit. But listen, I'm here to tell you today, if you get yourself a kingdom-focused life, the places where the enemy's been wreaking havoc, on your job, in your home, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, he'll have to stop. My God today, come on, get yourself a kingdom-focused life. There's some great power and authority God wants to release to you. Hallelujah. There's somebody just like this young boy was that was tormented, that was out of his mind, that was the enemy was trying to kill him, but he met Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus had a kingdom-focused life. How do you know that? Because he know what God the Father sent him to do, and he never deviated from it. Y'all hear that? Jesus stayed true to what God sent him to do. In every place he showed up, the miraculous took place. Hallelujah, because he had a focused life. Where do you read it? Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights. Y'all hear me? How many of us ever done that? I've never done that. Uh, but Lord, help me one day. I, I need to spend some more time with God. Somebody say spend more time with him. If Jesus was God in the flesh and he spent time with him, what makes us think we don't have to? My Lord, today, if Jesus had to obey and submit to the Father, if he had to do what the will of the Father was, what makes us think we don't have to do it? Come on. Jesus didn't go into that place of honor. He didn't go into that place of authority and power, being disobedient, being slow. He didn't get in that place of power, going from place to place and thing to thing, doing what people wanted him to do. But he had an assignment from heaven. And he was on his way to the cross. But on his way there, he saw somebody that needed healing. Thank you. He saw somebody that needed deliverance. And because he was so faithful because he grew the the measure of faith that he was given it was so powerful that the supernatural was released thank you lord and it touched people's lives it transformed hearts he never lost his sense of god he he took god seriously thank you lord believe what the word says and act in faith thank you Trusting that he will bring wholeness to every area of your life, no matter what it is. Faith that is focused can make the difference. Come on. God wants you to have a kingdom-focused life. You say, well, preacher, I don't want to run a revival. I don't want to be an evangelist. I don't want to be a, a wonder. But listen, he says greater works will you do. 
That's what he said. You're my disciples. Greater works will you do. We've got to have a greater focus on God. Come on. Don't be like these disciples that were here. He says, what a faithless and perverse generation. Let us not be that church picture. Let us reflect and let us be conduits for God to flow because we have focused our attention on him. Thank you, Lord. We're not just following because it looks good or because it's convenient, but we are in a place where we want to see God. We want to see his power. We want to see the miraculous. My Lord, too many of us move by the crowd, but Jesus wasn't interested necessarily in what the crowd wanted. There was one man and son that was in this situation, and he saw their point of need. They believed the message and ministry of Jesus, but they went to people who were supposed to have a relationship with him, who'd been following him, who'd seen him in action but they weren't able to do for others in the moment because they did not have a kingdom focus. Don't let us be that place, Remnant Church. Y'all hear me this morning? Don't let us be that place where people come looking for the power of God to be released, to being tormented. Y'all hear me? I wish y'all could see what I see this morning in my spirit. My God, today, hallelujah, there's a great harvest. Hallelujah, praise the name of God. There's a great harvest, but it needs workers who are focused, who have a kingdom focus and a kingdom mindset, and who aren't afraid. Hallelujah. Who aren't afraid to deal with even the demonic. Y'all not saying nothing. I wish y'all could help me preach this morning. I've got to stop. God needs to have us a kingdom-focused life. My Lord, today, help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. There's power in faith. Hey, praise the name of God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? There's power in faith. Somebody in your family is not free this morning because some of us are not Positioned properly with God. Listen, there's somebody that needs to be released from torment. It may even be going on in your own body, your own house. Thank you, Lord. You get a kingdom-focused life. You can go into places where there's darkness. And you can release the blessing of God through your own faith. Through your own word. Thank you, Lord. It's not just words that we speak. But there's power behind it. When we've been behind him, following him, but when we take on his characteristics and when we mimic, not mimic, but we pattern ourselves after what he have done. All right? There's power in a kingdom-focused life. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We want to be a follower of Jesus, but not just a follower who is there because there's a crowd but a follower who is there because we have seen something 
we have received something and we have something that we want to release so that we can see the miraculous take place. We want your power to flow from our life. God, we thank you today that we grab hold to what your word says and we develop a greater sense of who you are and a greater sense of who we are and that we live in a way that's focused. Thank you, Lord. I never read in the Bible where Jesus had to do jumping jacks or had to do cartwheels to get the devil to come out. <laughs> Hello. Praise the name of God. He just said a word. Come on. He just spoke directly to a thing, and it happened because he had a focused life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's power of a kingdom-focused life, and we need that power. Come on. We need that anointing. We need that transformation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we even need it on this morning. Thank you, Lord. God wants to deliver us from areas of brokenness and bondage. And Lord, he wants to heal us in every place where we've been struggling and tormented. Thank you, Lord. Every place where we've dealt with a cycle. Come on. There was a cycle going on in this young man's life. It says repeatedly. It threw him into the fire, tried to throw him into the water, threw him into seizures. Come on. But Jesus broke that cycle because he had a focused life. Thank you, Lord. The Lord wants to break some cycles even off of us today. You hear me? He wants to break some patterns off of us today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to bring you into a greater place of awareness and a greater place of faith this morning. There's power in a kingdom-focused life. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you this morning, God, that the same faith you had, we have. And we praise you today, God, that the same things that you were able to speak to and they happen, we can speak to and they happen by faith. We thank you this morning, God, that in this room today, God, there are needs. There are people, God, who are spiritually broken, who are bound, who need healing who need deliverance, who have patterns and cycles that need to be broken. And Lord, I thank you, God, for this kingdom-focused place. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the name of God. I declare to you today that this is a kingdom-focused place. Praise the Lord, where the miraculous shall come forth in Jesus' name. Oh, my God. Y'all listen to me today. There will come a time, I don't know many days hence, there will be a line out to the parking lot to get in here because of the miraculous will take place. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would help me. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is a kingdom focused place. And there are many who are in places of debilitation and darkness who need to be set free and released. And the more that we focus ourselves in a place of prayer, the more that we focus ourselves in a place of faith, 
the more that we focus ourselves in a place of study and reflection and understanding of the word of God, the more we will look like what the Bible says and the more we shall see the kingdom come forth through this place. I declare this even over your life. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of God.